Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Howdy guys, welcome to 2420. This is episode 8. Man, it's gone by fast so far. We're almost halfway there. My name is Stephanie Chavira and I'm your host. For episode 8, we have another cool person that has worked for Waco ISD. Check this out. For 15 years now. He has worked for Waco SD for as long as I've been here in America. Fun fact. He has made sure that students can get from class A to class B in a safe manner. Has provided a safe environment for students and teachers. And has probably broken the most... Co- the mo- and has seen the most comical things happening in Waco SD. Also possibly broken the most fights in Waco altogether. Also, he is a guitar player and I... Definitely dig that. Before we turn on the microphones, we were geeking out about guitars and guitar models and all that good stuff. So, with that said, and all these very cool things about this person, sir, but you mind sharing question number one and two with us, which are your name and occupation, please. My name is Dottie Ramsey, and I am a police officer with Waco Independent School District. Um, my rank is a corporal. And uh, I do a little bit of everything uh, as far as law enforcement is concerned. That's awesome. Could you explain to me, because you literally just slap my ignorance right now, and I love it whenever I learn new things, corporal position. But you mind uh, letting me know a little bit more about that, Donnie? Really, it's just uh, it's a rank that uh, I've attained through uh, additional education, such as uh, being a uh, mental health peace officer, uh, being a sexual assault investigator, just things of that nature. That is very awesome, especially these days, people, mental health, it's, it's, it's a huge deal these days. I think if the state would get a better grasp on mental health, I think we would might not have as many issues as we do have now. I agree with you. Uh, locking somebody up in jail um, for displaying behavior that's directly associated with their mental health, that's not an answer. That's really just putting a Band-Aid on something that needs stitches. I agree with you. I was actually learning. I cannot. I cannot recall which uh, imprisonment system it is. If you can uh, enlighten me with this, but there is a European imprisonment system where they rehabilitate the people that commit crimes, and they actually put them back in society. And only zero. I think it's five percent of the people that commit uh, either assaults or robbery or any kind of thing like that, only 5% of these uh, people commit, recommit the offense. 
So 99, 99.5% of the people are reincorporated into society and they thrive. You know, they get back to getting jobs and families and all that good stuff. So I can't remember which what I don't country know. it is. I don't, I'm not sure which country. I just know that in ours, or I know mostly about Texas law, you know, versus uh, any other state. But, you know, it seems that our prison system is more punitive than it is concentrating on rehabilitation. I agree with that. It's, I mean, even in the uh, statutes, it says what the punishment is for a certain Mm. crime. Yeah. Um, And not anything about how to rehabilitate and fix the issues. That's why more often than not, whenever I see people arguing and seeing like, they need to put them to death, they need to, you know, life in prison. And I also pray for those people. We need to pray for each other for the simple fact that the answer is, like you said, it's not unlocking somebody up and putting a Band-Aid. It's Sometimes. So, I mean, there, there are some uh, offenses that I believe should be punished to the full max, mm-hmm. such as, you know, a sexual assault of a child and, or oh, aggravated sexual I, assault of a child. Yeah. Uh, I think those should be actually harsher than what they are. I agree with currently. you, actually, on that. So, yeah. All right. Question number three, Donnie. First dream ever accomplished. Oh, I'm living it right now, really. Um, I've, you know, there are two things I wanted to be uh, in life. One was a musician, and then I was a cop. That's Nashville awesome. wasn't exactly beating down my door uh, for me to come and uh, record for them, but I've just, I've always wanted to be a police officer. My, my dad worked uh, for the sheriff's department, uh, and I just remember being a kid and seeing his badge and his, his duty rig, the, and that big massive Colt Python 357 he carried and just <laughs> I was just amazed by it and That's awesome. in fact you know when I became a police officer actually 18 years ago today today's my anniversary yay of what a <laughs> uh, way to celebrate with it podcast. is yes <laughs> but man when I became a police officer after I got my badge from my police department that I started for uh, my mother gave me my dad's badge Oh, and, and I still have that. That's uh, awesome. So I don't know which one I cherish more, my very first badge or my dad's. That's awesome. Did you know that you wanted to be a police officer the second, like, was it like a click? Um, this is what I want to do when I grow up. Oh, yes, definitely, definitely. I mean, when we, when my friends and I, when we were little and we played cops and robbers, I always insisted on being a cop. <laughs> that's, that's, that's always why I says, go on, I'll be the cop, I'm not the bad guy. Did you tackle your friends down to the ground? <laughs> <laughs> no, I would have got my butt beat because they were all, that's kind of a, yeah, that's kind of a weak thing. <laughs> that is awesome. Thank you for sharing that, Donnie. You're welcome. Number four, what is your biggest mistake with the biggest lesson learned? Mm. Well, I, I've made so many mistakes in my life, both professional and, and personal, that it's hard to keep track of them. But I will say the biggest lesson I've learned in life is that under the right circumstances, um, anybody's capable of anything, mm. whether it be for good or bad. Mm. Uh, a person that could just abhor violence, just can't stand violence, can be violent if pushed to a certain level. Mm-hmm. A person who can be, you know, as honest as can be, if they fell on hard times, could become a thief. Mm. You know, so. Anybody's capable of anything. You just have to look at, at the circumstances. I feel you. I feel you. That's that's very enlightening. It always makes me think of that. Number five. Have you accomplished the biggest dream of your life? If so, was it as rewarding as you thought it would be? Um, yeah, I believe that there are two 
everybody has like two different sides of their personality. There's the professional and the personal life. Uh, yeah, I've succeeded in, in the, uh, the personal category of, you know, having great children and them turning out okay. They're not, you know, they're not in gangs. They're not involved in everything that I work at work to try to stop mm-hmm. they're good decent people that have a caring hearts that's good that's my biggest accomplishment uh on my personal life my professional life was to be an investigator to have that badge that said detective and yes i did i did get that uh when i worked uh, for the city of mcgregor nice and uh, i still have in fact when i left i bought my detective's badge so I okay but uh the feeling of accomplishment was was great i i felt I felt like that's what I was meant to be. That's what I was meant to do because I enjoy investigations. It's not, you see, law enforcement is not like it is on television where you get results and they're in court within 45 minutes. You uh-huh. know, law enforcement is not like that. Uh, Some feel, cases yeah. take weeks and months uh, to accomplish. I feel you. Was it as rewarding, Donnie? Were you, were you going home and, and enjoying that cold beer? And you were being like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm living the dream. This is definitely what I, what I needed to accomplish in my life to feel like, like I can die tomorrow. Yes. Yes, I, I actually feel like that I have accomplished what I've wanted to accomplish in my career. Um, I do have you know, my Master Peace Officer license now. Um, I am a sexual assault investigator. I am a, a mental health peace officer. All the big things that I've wanted in law enforcement, I've accomplished. I, I just, just retirement is really the next one that I'm looking forward, <laughs> that I'm looking forward to. Are you going to put a pool in your backyard? Because that's where I'm going to be coming at. A pool and a hot tub. You got it. Pool, hot tub, and, and a big, and a and a big stage. 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 There you go. We, it's like read at each other. We that's each right. Other's mind. <laughs> I'll sing right. harmony for you. Oh, perfect. <laughs> harmony. Per- perfect. Because I am terrible at harmonies. I'm better at melodies. I, I can only sing harmony actually on two songs. Really? That, that, I could, that I could sing them without. Donnie, singing. I think we're going to have to need to have a talk after this we to are. hire you. and <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to make a little cue group. All right. Number six, Donnie. What has been the hardest day of your life? What helped you overcome it? Okay, the hardest, actually the hardest day actually turned into the hardest couple weeks of my life. Mm. Uh, and this is strictly professional. Um, years ago, uh, I got a call of a possession of child pornography case. Oh. Uh, this young man had uh, come home school, uh, sick from school and decided to play on his dad's computer. He pulled out a CD, thought it was games or thought it was music or something, I can't remember. And... He put it in, and there was these just Im- graphic images of pubescent and prepubescent children mm. and various uh, acts of sexual intercourse. And after we went back, after we seized the computers and went back and got warrants for everything, I spent about three or four weeks, eight hours a day, cataloging every image. Wow. And in, in the course of getting... Uh, of going through these CDs. I had to log every photograph. Now, this guy had five CDs. Every CD was filled with folders, and every folder was filled with images. And that had to be the hardest case I ever worked. It's the one that stuck with me. It still sticks with me. Um, I'll never forget one image. I'm not going to go into detail about it, but it's just the look of fear on this child's face. Mm. And uh, we were pregnant with uh, my daughter at the time. So 
I knew I got a baby on the way, and this stuff happens. Um, after I finished the case, um, I took two weeks off. Um, and it's the first and only time in my career that I put my badge and my gun in a drawer. Oh, wow. And didn't know if I wanted to be a cop anymore. I didn't know if I had it, if I had it. People like Joseph Scaramucci with the Sheriff's Department or Jason Lundquist uh, with Waco PD, and they were awesome. The, those guys, they work to, they work tirelessly, tirelessly uh, to end uh, human trafficking in this in this town. And God, they're rock stars. I could, I don't know that I could do what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did. I took uh, a couple weeks off. And I didn't know if I wanted to be a cop anymore. And then one day, you know how we have that conscience that talks to us? Yes. It, it spoke to me in a loud, booming voice. And it said, dude, quit having a pity party. Suck it up. You wanted to be a cop and you wanted to be an investigator. This is what you're meant to do. Mm. Nobody told you it's going to be easy. You have a baby girl on the way. Who's going to protect her? Who's going to protect these other children? And I made a decision. I'm going to do what I have to do and do what I can to make this world a better place for children. Mm. Shortly after that is when I went to work for the Waco Independent School District. That's... And the way I got over it, um, really talking about it. I didn't see a therapist, even though it was suggested by my uh, former chief at the time. I couldn't talk to anybody about it without crying. Mm -hmm. And it's actually... That happened in uh, 04, 05. And it's only been within the last two or three years that I can talk about it without crying. So that it really did affect me, especially just seeing the just the images, especially of that one little girl with blonde hair. And it really took hold when my daughter, who has blonde hair and blue oh. eyes, but it's that was really the hardest few days of my career. And there there have been others uh, that have been difficult. Um, working a uh, crash where. Uh, a child has passed away. Mm. Uh, one crash that I remember, I remember it was hot as heck, and it was on a Sunday where the kid got a was in a Mustang, and he tried to beat a train, and he lost. Ooh. That was a hard day. That was a very hard day. Um, but I think of all of them uh, out of bad days, it was working that child, uh, possession of child pornography case. Bless you. Thank you for... Thank you for fighting against the bad. You're literally a superhero that doesn't have a movie, doesn't have a cape, but you do have a superpower. Donnie, thank you so much. I think even just speaking about it, it's it, I get goosebumps. I have somebody's cutting onions around here, and I cannot praise you enough. I don't think I deserve praise. Or like you do. You really do. And this, this, that's, that's the purpose of this podcast, to lift you guys unsung heroes that have caused and that have been a difference within our community and our society. And God knows, I took a semester of criminal justice in college, and more often than not, I can remember the name of the class, but more often than not, I was throwing up just by looking at a lot of the pictures that were shown in the textbooks and shown on, on you know, on, on the teacher's uh, lesson plan. And you guys are... If I ever become the president of America, which it won't happen because I wasn't born here, <laughs> right. you guys and teachers will get paid a billion dollars a year because you guys are making sure that we are safe 
and you guys are underpaid. One of our, one of my classmates uh, just made that comment to me, and it made me a little sad because he left his dream because he said he couldn't provide for his family for the same reason. Uh, so thank you, Donnie. It's, it's thank you very literally... Much. There, there are so many out there. Um, I know I name-dropped uh, Scaramucci and Lundquist, but there are so many, uh, so many officers out there that are... They, they do this day in and day out. They work crimes against children, and those guys, those guys are the heroes. I'm just the sidekick, I guess. I'm the Robin to their Batman. Cause You're guys, a hell of a those, sidekick. Those, those guys are awesome, <laughs> and I, I have nothing but praise and respect for those guys. You're a hell of a sidekick, Donnie. Thank you, man. All right, let's. After we've spoken about uh, very hard stuff, uh, let's get to my favorite section to lighten up the mood a little, to make to get a little. A little right. laugh out of let's, you. Let's lighten it up a little <laughs> let's bit. Let's lighten it up. I think somebody is uh, cutting onions. I'm telling you. I think it's tearing my roommate. <laughs> tearing up or something. It is my roommate, man. But, man, they're always cutting onions during this podcast. I cannot stand it. All right. So this is called a text and question. Right. I'm going to give you five questions, and you're going to answer as fast as you can. This is not going to make you any more uh, more Texan or less Texan, but you just have to answer as fast I, as I you can. I think I'm an eighth-generation Texan, so I think I'm going <laughs> to I think I'm gonna be good. You know what? I wasn't born here, but I'm an honorary Texan. I got go. here as fast as fast, I can. As fast as you could. Right. All right. Here it goes. Number seven, Big Red or Dr. Pepper? Big Red. Number eight, George Strait or Willie Nelson? George Strait. He is the king of cool. Yay. Number nine, Shiner Bog or Lone Star Beer? How about Shiner Blonde? Nice. That's a good one. I like my blondes. There you go. Oh, makes two of us. <laughs> Number 10, okay. Astros or Rangers? Uh, Rangers. Rangers. Yeah, and number yeah. 11, Cowboys or Texans? Cowboys. Yay. That's awesome. Those are quick. They are real quick. That was an easy problem for you, right? That was. That was Have you been good. to the Cowboys stadium? Uh, no. Not the last time I was actually at Texas stadium uh, was to see George Strait play. And that was a long time ago. If anybody can donate some tickets to the Cowboys stadium for Donnie, I know we have a very, very, very generous audience listening so guys if you donate cowboy tickets to donnie i will donate you two hours of free music anywhere you want so who's gonna be the hero this time so drop it inbox me drop it on the comments or you know just reach out to rogue media mic me you know how to get a hold of us so be that hero this time be the hero for this hero please all right, let's get to number 12 now, Donnie. Man, we're, almost, we're literally halfway there. It goes by so fast. It is. It does go by fast. All right, number 12. Who is your favorite looked up to community hero, role model, or mentor, Donnie? Well, I have so many people I look up to because um, I try to emulate them in a lot of ways. Uh, one of them actually is my best friend, uh, Jeff Freeman. Now, this guy is like six years younger than me, uh-huh. but I just, I admire the way he carries himself. He is a no-nonsense, down-to-business, nothing-but-business-nine-to-five kind of guy. He doesn't mince words. He does, He says exactly what's on his mind. Taking care of business. Just like, yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, just like Buckman Turner Overdrive right there. He, uh, awesome. But he does, he... Uh, he handles his business. I really admire him a whole lot. And uh, but there, there are so many others. Again, I mean, as far as like musicians, George Strait's the king of cool. Which I, I would almost do just about anything just to be him. But uh, <laughs> I mean, and there's just God, just so many. I feel you. One question though, which one of my friends made this. Uh, this she pointed out this to me. It was like, 
Why can't George Strait play by himself? I have yet to hear George Strait play guitar and sing at the same time. Can you answer that for me, Donnie? Uh, have you no. seen him doing that? No. Well, uh, a few years ago, uh, family and I, we went to go see George Strait at the Alamo Dome. And uh, our tickets that we got were separate. So my wife and her mother sat in one place, and my daughter Lauren and I sat in another. And, um, you know, Lauren, my, the whole time Lauren was saying, oh, I hope he sings Cowboys Like Us. And unfortunately, he didn't do it. Oh. But I was thinking, I remember being six or seven years old and him, that first, those first two albums, uh, Straight Country and Straight From the Heart. Uh -huh. And I was thinking, God, would it be nice if he sang those? So, yes, he actually did play a few songs, just him and his guitar. Wow. And when it, when I heard Very him happy sing, to hear that. When I heard him sing Blame It on Mexico, that's that was the first song I really remember hearing from George Strait. And uh -huh. uh, uh, getting to hear him sing that live was, was pretty cool. Man, you're a real fan. You I, know, I like all fan. his albums and all that good stuff. Him, Elvis, and the Beatles are my top three. Really? That is so neat. You got a good music taste. I, I think so. And then uh, you're a guitar you. player, man. You're too cool for school, man. And you work in school. <laughs> I, I, I like working in school. Hey, there's nothing wrong working in school. I love... No. I If I could be... I, I mean... I was known as a band geek, and I was always there in, in the school. So, you know, the people that are called the geeks way back in the day are actually the ones that are thriving these days. I don't yeah. know if you know that. That's true. So they were making fun of the geeks back then, but the troublemakers are not, not doing so they're not, well. They're not doing it. So, it's hey. Just the way it is. Just saying. All right. 13 is, uh, man, this is, I'm extremely curious to note this one, Donnie, because this is a surprise question for you. In average... How many fights do you break each year between Way Quiet Z students? Oh, goodness. Uh, well, back a long time ago, it used to be a, a several every day. Oh. It used to be several every day. But actually, students aren't fighting as much. Okay. There, I, I don't know what is causing the climate to change, but I'm glad it's changing. That's and good. We do still have fights. Uh -huh. uh, we still have them. But they're not as prevalent as they were 15 years ago. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Do you spend equal time between university and Waco High? Uh, what our department does is we rotate. So depending on where I start the rotation is, you know, I might do two months at Waco High and two months at University High. I might just do, I mean, I'm sorry, four months at Waco High, four months at University. I might, depending on where I start, I will do both or just one or the other. Okay. So it really depends. Okay, and then this is something that I've always been very curious which campus has more fights, Waco High or University? That is literally a debate between us students. Um, well, I, I really don't know because I don't have stats in front of me. Uh -huh. I mean, but, uh, I mean, they're, they're equal. They're, they're about equal. They're about equal. That's what I told people. It, yeah. I was like, just They're because... about equal. There, there's, you know, uh, to say that one campus is better than the other, I think is unfair to the community. I, I agree with you. It's because it, it also le leads to a bias or a prejudice about not not a racial prejudice but a 
just a, a, an opinion of the climate of the campus. You know, I, I think agree. I think Dr. Edison and I think that uh, Coach Stewart, Mr. Stewart, uh, are doing a fantastic job at their respective uh, campuses. That's so awesome. they, uh, they they do a good job for what they uh, the hand they've been dealt because dealing with kids um, is different. Different is is completely different. I'm sure. Um, I have learned that if you want to reach a student, listen to them. Indeed. You know, you don't have to always be that that force of authority that says if you don't shut up, I'm going to throw you in handcuffs. Mm. No, sometimes it helps us if we shut up and listen to them because. You know, I grew up in the suburbs of Robinson uh, with both of my parents, and I cannot honestly say that I know what it's like to grow up with one or neither of my parents. Mm. I can't say that I know what it's like to grow up in uh, in certain uh, areas of town. Okay. I, and but I can I can say that I know what it's like to relate to be a teenager because okay. I was I was you know faced with certain adversities but not near like what kids are nowadays. You know, sometimes, you know, it, it truly, this, this really gets to the emotional part of me. Um, knowing that a student's best meal they're going to eat is at the cafeteria oh, yes. when they come home. Yes. They don't have anything but hot Cheetos and Takis mm. in the refrigerator. To me, that's sad. It is. And I can understand why a kid is angry at life. I, I get it. Um, I understand. So yeah, I feel we it. have to open our ears and close our mouth and listen to a kid. Now, sometimes teachers and administrators can just keep pushing buttons, keep pushing buttons, keep pushing buttons. And I'm not saying everyone does it because they don't, but that's happened before. I agree with you. And anybody that says they don't, oh, they're just they're mistaken or they're lying. And... You know, we need to reach out to these children and help them mm-hmm. because there is a bigger world outside of Waco, Texas. Indeed. And when they get older and they start looking for jobs, they're going to be competing in a global market for jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a bigger world out there. Yeah. And I just wish there was something that could make these students see that. Yeah. I agree with you, especially one of my biggest concerns during this COVID time was where are the students going to get their meals from? And a lot of the times, uh, they, like you said, it, they get their best meals from the cafeteria, That's right. from, from school. And how bless those kids that are right now suffering because of all this COVID and not, not getting the proper nutrition or the proper care, the proper safe space that they deserve because every human is the servant of the same rights. You Absolutely. Know, everybody. So, And, you know, there's also other issues in that, that are in the home that we're not privy to. We don't know all of what's going on in the family dynamic is mom's third boyfriend, you know, coming to stay with them and does he go into their bedroom at night and touch them? Mm. Or does he beat them? Or does mom not care? Um, well, I don't want to say don't care because I would like to think that every parent cares about their children. And, and maybe I'm just, uh, just you know, blind to, to reality. But I'd like to think every parent cares for their child. I would like to think so, so also. I'd like to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Exactly. And if you're struggling with caring with your kids, seek out for mental health 
There's always there's always a new tomorrow and there's always a chance of changing. It's never too late to change. I am against the the saying of you cannot teach an old dog a tree. Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can. You're. I mean, I think I'm an example of. <laughs> you just have to recondition your mind and be yeah. accepted to learning. Rewire your brain. Exactly. I'm not trying to get too technical into mental health awareness, but I think this is the. The, the purpose of this podcast to make people aware of the things that are unspoken about and rewiring your brain is one of the things right. you know grabbing that pattern and uh, my my therapist Michelle Davis from Advocacy Center which thank you Advocacy Center for providing a safe space for me uh, she told me that rewiring your brain is just she gave me an analogy of grabbing a sleigh and going down into a, uh, a snow hill so if you grab your sleigh and you're on top of their snow hill and you go down a certain path and there's a rock on the path and you touch the rock with your sleigh and you fall off to the right, you know the next time you go upstairs to the, to the top of the hill to grab your sleigh and move them a little more to the left and to the right. And that is exactly, you're essentially going to find the path where you can just go down that, that hill without touching that rock. That is an analogy that Michelle Davis gave me for rewiring your brain. And I promise you, if you're listening to this and you're struggling with rewiring your brain, it is completely, it is doable, guys. It is, it is completely, it's 150% possible. Thank you for that answer, Donnie. Thank you. All right. Let's go to number 14. What is your speech to go to when you feel out of your purpose, not yourself, without fighting? Uh, when I just don't feel myself, I keep, I typically just shut my mouth. Mm. I I need to learn that. <laughs> you, you know, Abraham Lincoln had a uh, had a quote, uh, and I'm gonna probably misquote him, but it was basically it's better to you know close your mouth, to keep quiet and thought of a fool, than to speak and remove all doubt. Mm. If if I'm at a loss for words, I'll just stay at a loss for words. That's a uh, I try to. I mean, I know, I understand. People that know me well know I can be sarcastic and a real smart ass. I don't know if I can say that. Yes, if, yes, you can. Smart ass. I'm an ass. I'm a smart ass too. Okay. I am. Um, and but I, I think the best thing sometimes is when I'm in a, around people that I don't know that don't know me, and if I feel out of my element, I'll just sit back and be a wallflower and just watch. That's something I really learned out of myself. I'm not perfect, and I struggle with that quite a bit. I sometimes open my mouth out of instinct. and. But if I know you, I will I will make a smart-ass remark. <laughs> Please do. I love sarcasm. I, do, I can't stand it when people don't get my sarcasm. It literally hurts my gut when people don't get my sarcasm. Like, perhaps whenever empty plates are at the table where I'm waiting tables, and I'm like, oh, you didn't like the food, and they're like, I did like the food. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I just want to break this plate in your head right now. (laughs) All right, let's go to number 14. It is a surprise question for you. Okay. It is, if you could be a superhero, which one would it be and why? Uh, No doubt, Superman. Yay! The Man of Steel. I mean, he could fly. He could, you know, he was bulletproof. The Man of Steel. His only... His only weakness was a green rock. Just avoid those, and I think you're all right. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, you know, growing up, uh, you know, Christopher Reeve was always Superman. Nice. Always. Yeah. And I know the other people that have played him uh, did a all right job, but to me, there'll never be another Man of Steel other than Christopher Reeve. So, uh, yeah, definitely Superman. Superman, that is awesome. Which, uh, if you don't know Steel, the more you hit it, the stronger it becomes. So, if you're listening to this and you feel like 
life gets hitting, keeps hitting you, and you keep getting up, you're, you're like Superman. You're made out of steel. The more life hits you, the stronger you'll become. That's right. That's what I tell life right now. Uh, and just every day in general, I was like, all right, come at me, man, uh, life. I rent mint off your cup, and that's what I said. <laughs> yeah, it's unsweet mint from unsweet H. Unsweet mint. We'll get, we'll give them a. a yes, shout out to H T O. We'll maybe. give them a selfless plug. Yes, maybe they'll shameless hey, plug. H T O. Maybe unsweet. they'll give us some gift cards, and maybe next time, you know, maybe for for episode ten, nine, ten, and eleven, we tea can have some. Tea is wonderful. Some... It's not a disease. There is not a disease. <laughs> now, sweet or unsweet tea? Unsweet. Uh, oh, Johnny, come on, man. Well, Why? Because you're sweet enough already. Yeah, I am sweet enough. <laughs> Uh, no, I uh, I don't like sweet drinks. I rarely drink sodas, uh-huh. um, but I, and I've always just loved unsweet tea. And really, the real reason goes back to economics. Back, my parents grew up in the depression, so when my mother was growing up, uh, they couldn't afford sugar, so they drank tea just as it is. Very so that's the way my mother grew up making tea. So when she made tea. That's all we had was unsweet. So I just got, I was conditioned because that's the way I drank it. You know what? If you, if you think of the silver lining, your mama didn't have to worry about sugar rushes with you guys. Right. <laughs> and no, and, and she didn't. She did not have to, you know, what, you know, my, my mother worked her, she worked her ass off to give us everything that we, uh, that we had growing up. Shout out to your mama. And, what was uh, her name? What is her name? Her, her name is Darlene Ramsey. Darlene she is, Ramsey. Shout out to Darlene is, Ramsey. She is one of my favorite people. Yes. Thank you for yeah. making a superhero here in Waco. <laughs> she, yes. Ms. Ramsey, you are I'm definitely awesome. a mama's boy. So yeah, she, you're a mama's boy. I'm I a am. mama's girl. It's one of those things. One of my girlfriends told me one day, I was like, you still have the umbilical cord. And... <laughs> I'm blessed enough to still have my mother, and it's I one even, of those things. We go over to my mother's house for dinner every Thursday. That's she's, awesome. te- she's teaching my daughter how to cook. Oh, that is and neat. She, her cooking tastes just like my mom's. But I, even, I deliberately leave my Yeti cup there every Thursday, so I can go back <laughs> over there Friday and visit her. And, just uh, on purpose, she right? Yeah, she hasn't caught on yet. That's, she hasn't uh, caught on yet. <laughs> no. And you know, even if she did, uh, Donnie, she's not going to tell you anything because no. mothers love kids. Uh, you know, they love it when they visit. I know whenever I was in love with my mom, for life circumstances, I'm back at my mom's house. But uh, before I was not living with her, I, I stayed in my own apartment for a whole two years. And I know that every time I visited, it was like, ugh, I'm at my mom's house. Even a Dr. Pepper tastes better at your mother's house. Yes, it does. <laughs> Even the water. And they have the best things, man. Their beds are better. Their couches are better. Everything. I still take naps over there. Right? Too. <laughs> Everything's better at your mama's house. All right, number 16, Donnie. What is your favorite part of Waco? You know, I like the fact that Waco still has a small town feel to it. We have just about everything you could want to do. I mean, sometimes I think, God, this, there's nothing to do in this town. But really, I mean, we're fixing to get a top golf, which is great. Oh, that's We have true. golf courses. We have movie theaters, even though they're not open. Uh, we have everything you really need. And we're, we're centrally located in between Dallas, Fort Worth, and Austin. So we don't have those big city issues. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like when, when we had the protests uh, here a while back, I was very proud of our city. Mm-hmm. We did not have riots. We did not have people breaking stuff uh, and causing injury to uh, other people. And, and I'm, I'm very proud of our town. And most people wear a mask also. Yes, and we wear a mask even Which though is... we complain about it. But, you know, and 
I'll just wear my mask if it makes everybody else feel happy. You know, I did the same thing. I, I, I tried to take all my vitamins and everything, and I saw a meme, uh, somebody saying, uh, I think I've repeated this more than once, but it was like, I don't like to wear pants, but I wear pants so that you don't see what you shouldn't see. Yeah, and that's a good idea. And the same thing with the mask. Like, I wear a mask just so that you don't get <laughs> so that, what so I don't, don't want to get. Yeah, and it's just, it, guys, wearing a mask does not make you brainwashed. It just makes you a decent human. It just makes you thoughtful of the current situation. And, I mean, just look at it as a new clothing accessory, you know? It just, it makes you look cooler. Besides, if you don't want to kiss or say hi to people, it just, it kind of helps you out right on it. <laughs> so fast we literally have three questions left 17 what in wake was your favorite activity family project or festival um let's see i work an awful lot so typically i work about six days a week mm. um that saturday is normally uh for side jobs so i guess you could say i like hanging out at the magnolia silos because <laughs> they, they pay pretty good nice, um, but nice. as you know when my kids were little um i, I used to love to take them to the zoo Nice. To the Cameron Park Zoo. I, I like the fact that Cameron Park, I like driving through Cameron Park in the fall. But oh, yes. uh, it's beautiful. But see, people don't realize that Cameron Park is America's second largest municipal park. Mm. The only one larger is uh, Central Park in New York City. Wow. Uh, which is also a very beautiful place, too. But, Never uh, have the pleasure to go. Oh, it's awesome. There's, New York has such a an energy that is uh, undescribable. It's, it's something I've never experienced before or since. There's people will come up to you to try to, you know, try to get you out of a dollar. Boy, I didn't like that, but <laughs> I get it. It's, you know, it's the nation's largest city. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I like Cameron Park and Cameron Park Zoo. Do you play and disc golf, Donnie? Have you do heard play, of disc golf? I have heard of disc golf. I do not play it. I play regular golf, and I, I suck at it. But, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I like to play regular golf when I can and when it's not too hot. Uh, Cameron Park, I've actually shared this in one of the previous podcasts. Uh, Cameron Park is actually the place where the Nationals for this golf get played. Really? Yes. And nice. I know that because my very good friend, uh, Cameron Freemark, who works at Sendero uh, Provisions, mm -hmm. they have clothing and all that good stuff, uh, They he, he plays quite a bit. Nice. And they make it a point to where Cameron Park is literally the venue for for, Very for cool. the nationals of disc golf, which is pretty cool. I so know, shout out to all the disc golf players and all of you people that go to Cameron Park all the time. Don't litter. No, there is litter. trash cans everywhere within Cameron Park. And, and it's illegal. It is illegal. <laughs> it is a, how much of a fine? Five? Uh, uh, well, it's not to exceed 500. It's not to exceed 500, but still, guys... Let's keep Texas beautiful the way it is. There's trash cans everywhere. And if you're walking by and you want to make a difference and you see a piece of trash, make sure that you grab two pieces of trash on your walk every time that you're at Cameron Park. I promise you that every person that does that will cause a positive ripple effect and we'll make sure that that park is the cleanest. And then when tourists come back, they're not going to be like, oh, Cameron Park was dirty or, you know, there was tortilla wrappers all over through, through, through the bridge, you know, things like that. So... All right, number 18, Donnie. Man, we're getting towards the end. What is your favorite part of being a police officer for Waco ISD, Donnie? Helping. I, I know it sounds real cheesy, but to help somebody. Um, there was a student a few years ago who was having a difficult time, uh, home life, mm. and was uh, discussing dropping out. 
and uh, I, I talked to her over the course of several weeks uh, at university, at the old university, and she she persevered. She kept going, and she didn't drop yeah. out. And That's awesome. when I to give her a hug on graduation day uh. was awesome. So really to just help somebody. You know, I, I got into this uh, at Waco ISD, what I call for selfish reasons, for my own reasons, because, and here's the reason. Kids, God, I know it sounds like such, such a cliche, but kids are our future. They're going to be they the are. ones going to be running the country. They They're going to be the doctors, the lawyers, the maintenance mm-hmm. workers, just, just everything. The teachers, the edu- the educators, the administrators, the, the politicians, the and just everything. Yeah. So I I feel like I can do should do what I can to help them. Mm-hmm. Not every kid has a positive male role model. Not every kid has believes that they can look up to the police. I mean, now I don't know if you've noticed, but you know we're kind of frowned upon right now for various reasons and some yeah. of them obvious mm-hmm. but if I can make a difference if I can make somebody look at something in a positive manner whether it be stay in school um, continue your education and do something with your life and they can succeed God that's what I want to read about I want to read about former Waco uh, ISD student you know as an attorney now or mm-hmm. as a doctor. I would rather read that than oh, they're getting life in prison for selling dope, yeah. um, things like that. So if if I can help somebody, that's that's what I'm going to do. Which I think you've done, Donnie. And, uh, I try. I, I, I want to take another parenthesis, another second to praise you and thank you for your, what you've done. I, I, re- I recall you from when I, went, when I was a student at University High School and how, how polite of a police officer you were. So don't doubt that just the way that you have caused one ripple effect, you have caused many. Because of 15 years, if you multiply that times at least, I mean, how many students you come in contact. And people do look up to you guys. I remember Gomez, a uh, mm-hmm. police officer, just... I uh, saw him yesterday. Uh, he just came by my job the other day. And, nice. he, and of course he didn't re- re- remember me because it, you guys come in contact with so many. Mm-hmm. But I remember him being one of the first people that I could go up to with my broken English. And mm-hmm. he would answer me in Spanish with clear instructions on how to get to the next mm-hmm. classroom. So you guys... Thank you, man. I don't have enough words or money to thank you or enough guitars or enough teas or enough George Strait tickets or enough Cowboys tickets to praise you guys. And you you make a difference. Uh, Denzel Washington said, don't just aspire to make a living. Aspire to make a difference. That's right. And you definitely have caused that. Thank you so much for letting us feature you in, this, you. in, this, in this podcast. You are so the servant of this pause, uh, this spot. Uh, man, two left. Okay. Nineteen. What would you say to those who struggled to accomplish their life purpose? Keep persevering. You know, um, Thomas Edison, you know, tried 2,000 different ways to to make the incandescent light bulb. Uh, Abraham Lincoln lost, I think, 15 consecutive elections before he was... Oh, wow. um, I might have exaggerated that one a little bit, but but the thing thing is, is, I mean, keep trying. Keep trying. Um... You know, everybody, everybody faces adversity. Nobody really strikes out on their own 
and they catch lightning in a jar that first time. You mm -hmm. know, they you have to keep working and, mm -hmm. and keep at it, keeping at it. So my advice to somebody struggling, no matter what they're struggling in life with, whether it be personal demons or whether it be professional goals, keep at it and find find a listing post. Find somebody who will listen to you, even if it's to vent or if it's to, dude, my day sucks and I don't know what I'm going to do. Find somebody to listen to and somebody's not going to judge you. Mm -hmm. That's because we as humans, we can't be judgmental people. But find somebody yeah. that'll listen to you. Indeed. Indeed. Donnie, I'm curious. Uh, did you grow up in Waco? I did. Uh, I grew Well, I grew up in Robinson. Okay. Uh, about five miles south of here. So. Okay. So shout out to the Pride of the Blue. Yay. It's still good. It's okay. <laughs> we still love you, Donnie. <laughs> All right. And last, this is very sad. We're getting towards the end, but it's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for being with us, Donnie. You're very well. I hope you've had... Uh, an okay time with us. I've had a great time. We, we, try, we try to make it fun. I was kind of nervous at first because I didn't know what to expect. And <laughs> I've, I've never done this kind of thing before. Mm -hmm. I had to make sure I didn't say too many cuss words. Okay. The people that oh, people that know me know I like to drop f bombs like crazy. Oh, I'm the same way. I'm trying to clean my mouth. Man, it's it's kind of hard sometimes. I struggle with the same with the same problem. Whenever I'm 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 at work, I try I like to say, I like to say instead of saying shh with the I say shoot and no I just flat out say it and it just, <laughs> it just comes out so funny one time my very good friend uh, Joey came, turns around and was like shoot is that your new word for crap and I was like yeah man I'm just, I'm just trying to clean my vocabulary just trying to clean it up trying to get some synonyms that are not so you know so uh, aggressive towards other people but alright last but not least Donnie to you explain 2020 in three words Difficult, effing difficult. That's it's, crazy. It is. It's 2020 has been a difficult year, but we as a people, mankind, we're going to, I think we'll, I think we will persevere. I think we'll continue, and I think we're going to be all right. Indeed. It's, I just wish people would just stop making everything personal and, mm -hmm. and really work together for the common good of people. We can do that, guys. Show, show compassion for one another. We definitely can do that. Yeah. You know, what is it John Lennon wrote? All you need is love. All you so. need is love. You got it. <laughs> All right, Donnie, any closing statements, greeting, dedications to the audience, friends, or family? I will give a shout-out to, uh, well, for the re very reason I'm here, and that's to the staff of... Uh, Waco Independent School District. I love you. I love all of y'all. I love working with y'all. I look forward to seeing you uh, September 8th or later or before or whenever I see you. <laughs> when COVID decides is the right time. Hey, come by and see me at Magnolia Silos on Saturdays. Go see Donnie at Magnolia Silos on Saturdays. Guys, yeah. you heard we had a superhero today with us. He has made sure that you get from point A to point B in the classrooms in Waco IZ has provided. Uh, be, without you disclosing any names, have you broken fights between teachers? No. Okay. I've never seen the teacher fight. Um, no, I have. I've never have. Never have. Mm -mm. That's... I'd be curious to see that. That's, that's why I was curious to ask you, because... I would like to think our, our teachers... Uh, you know, when you're, when you're in a certain career, there's more, you're, there's more expected out of you. And I think that goes with educators law enforcement or any first responder, uh, clergy, you're, you're held to a higher level because people do look up to you. Indeed. And they, and as much as it's, I hate the word not fair, 
or that phrase not fair. But we were held accountable more than the average Joe. We were expected Indeed. to be a little bit better than good. Mm-hmm. And so I would like to think that our educators would not fight with one another, but. And that's, I really don't know that I want to see that. That's probably why you'll find them a lot in happy hour. I'm just <laughs> kidding. But no, that is yeah. the truth. But guys, anyways, you heard it. We had Mr. Donnie Ramsey with us today in episode A. And if, if Donnie, uh, just a quick question. If there's any kid out there that would like to reach out to you to be able to accomplish your dreams, is your inbox open for them? Absolutely. You can reach me at don.ramsey at wacoisd.org. Absolutely. Shoot me a message and anything you say uh, will stay between you and I unless um, there's a threat to yourself or somebody else. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I mean, if you're being if you're being harmed, uh, I'm required not only by law, but also by conscience to uh, to act. But if anybody needs to to talk to me to just say, hey, my day sucks, my parents are getting a divorce, or I haven't seen my dad since, you know, I, I was born, or or anything like that, reach out to me. I can't say that I will completely understand or that I've walked the very steps that you're walking now, but I will do my best to do what I can to help. Awesome. Because that's why I was put on this earth. Indeed. Donnie, thank you so much for causing a ripple effect within our Wake YSD system. Thank you so much for being a hero. Thank you for being you. Thank you thank very you much for and having also, me. And thank you for giving us this time also. We're we're so, we're blessed and we're so thrilled that you, you said a yes to us. Thank Absolutely. you so much. Guys, you heard it. It was Mr. Donnie Ramsey in episode A. Make sure you get your podcast where you get it from. You all behave, love one another. Like Ellen says, I need to come up with my own phrase. Actually, to have it. All of you stay awesome, and we will see you for podcast number nine. Bye-bye. This has been a Rogue Media Network podcast.